to the Sabbath School Bible Study Podcast. Today is Tuesday, January 19. I invite you to pause the audio so that you can pray asking for God's guidance as you study His Word. And I'll be right back. What's in a name? Can you imagine playing a ball game with Isaiah's second boy? By the time you could say, Mahel Shalal Hash Bas, throw me the ball, it would be too late. But even longer than his name is its meaning. Swift is booty, speedy is prey, or speed the spoil, hasten the plunder. The message of the name clearly has to do with rapid conquest, but who conquers whom? Isaiah chapter 8. Verse 4 reads, For before the boy knows how to cry out, My father or my mother, the wealth of Damascus and the spoil of Samaria will be carried away before the king of Assyria. Isaiah chapter 8, verses 1 through 10 reinforces the message of chapter 7. Let's read. Then the Lord said to me, Take for yourself a large tablet and write on it in ordinary letters, Swift is the booty, speedy is the prey. And I will take to myself faithful witnesses for testimony, Uriah the priest and Zechariah the son of Jeberechiah. So I approached the prophetess, and she conceived and gave birth to a son. Then the Lord said to me, Name him Maher Shalal Hashbaz. For before the boy knows how to cry out, My father or my mother, the wealth of Damascus and the spoil of Samaria will be carried away before the king of Assyria. Again the Lord spoke to me further, saying, Inasmuch as these people have rejected the gently flowing waters of Shiloh and rejoice in raising, And the son of Remelia. Now, therefore, behold, the Lord is about to bring on them the strong and abundant waters of the Euphrates, even the king of Assyria and all his glory. And it will rise up over all its channels and go over all its banks. Then it will sweep on into Judah, it will overflow and pass through. It will reach even to the neck, and the spread of its wings will fill the breadth of the land, O Emmanuel. Be broken, O peoples, and be shattered, and give ear, all remote places of the earth. Gird yourselves, yet be shattered. Gird yourselves, yet be shattered. Devise a plan, but it will be thwarted. State a proposal, but it will not stand, for God is with us. Before a child could reach a certain stage, spoils of war from the capitals of Syria and northern Israel would be taken by Assyria. Furthermore, because Judah had refused God's message of assurance, represented by the gently flowing waters of the Shiloh stream in Jerusalem, It would be overwhelmed by the mighty power of Assyria, represented by floating from the great Euphrates River. 
because A has turned to Assyria, the names of Isaiah's sons refer to Judah as well as to northern Israel. Swift is booty, speedy is prey, but a remnant shall return. Why was there still hope? Because although Assyria would fill Emmanuel's land, they still had the promise that God is with us. Indeed, what we see here is a theme that permeates the entire book of Isaiah, which is though there would be judgments on God's enemies in Judah and other nations, delivered in the form of military disaster, suffering, and exile, the Lord would be with the faithful survivors of his people and restore them to their land. Question. Why does Isaiah tell us he legally recorded the child's name and had marital relations with his wife, the prophetess? Isaiah chapter 8, verses 1 through 3. The timing of this son was central to his significance as a sign. As with the sign of Emmanuel, from the time he was conceived and born until the time Assyria defeated Syria and Israel would be less time than it would take for the boy to reach an early developmental stage, in this case calling for his father or mother. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 4. When Isaiah legally recorded the boy's name, even before his conception, he made the child and his name a public prophecy that could be tested by subsequent events. Question. Despite repeated mistakes on the part of his professed people, the Lord was still willing to save them. How can we take this principle and apply it to ourselves personally? especially when we fail and fall in our own spiritual life. Additional reading, selected quotes from Ellen White. We know but little of our own hearts and have but little sense of our own need of the mercy of God. This is why we cherish so little of that sweet compassion which Jesus manifests toward us and which we should manifest toward one another. We should remember that our brethren are weak, erring mortals like ourselves. Suppose that a brother has through unwatchfulness been overborne by temptation and contrary to his general conduct has committed some error. What course shall be pursued toward him? We learn from the Bible that men whom God had used to do a great and good work committed grave sins. The Lord did not pass these by unrebuked, neither did he cast off his servants. When they repented, he graciously forgave them and revealed to them his presence and wrought through them. Let poor, weak mortals Consider how great is their own need of pity and forbearance from God and from their brethren. Let them beware how they judge and condemn others. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 5, pages 246-247. How great 
is the long-suffering of God toward the wicked, the idolatrous Philistines and backsliding Israel had alike enjoyed the gifts of his providence. Ten thousand unnoticed mercies were silently falling in the pathway of ungrateful, rebellious men. Every blessing spoke to them of the giver, but they were indifferent to his love. The forbearance of God was very great toward the children of men, But when they stubbornly persisted in their impenitence, he removed from them his protecting hand. They refused to listen to the voice of God in his created works and in the warnings, counsels, and reproofs of his word, and thus he was forced to speak to them through judgments. Patriarchs and Prophets, pages 587 And that is all for today. Please subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss the next episodes and also some special content featuring interviews about the book of Isaiah. (laughs) 